I am Sue Lee. I'm Salem Campus Pastor. It's always a great joy to worship Jesus in the Holy Spirit with you all. So today, uh, we are going to talk about happy... Let me just start with happy pictures. I want to show some happy pictures here. Okay, can we get a happy pictures? This, this is like a, I mean, I mean, I saw this. This is a, a Deborah, she a painted, and I said, Jesus is playing a violin. It's a love song over you. How happy he is with us and love us. So the next one, our granddaughter. It's so happy to spend time with our granddaughter, little girl, Isabel. And the, yeah, <laughs> next one. Rez is winning, so we're happy, right? Yeah. But actually, when we were there, when our staff had an outing there, Rez lost really bad, right? Zero to six. But we are still happy to be together. So that's what we are talking about, about happiness in the Lord. So let me start with these little questions. Now, if you are Christian, you are going to be happy all the time. True or false? False, yeah. How about this? God just wants you to be happy. True or false? True, false, okay. Now, not just wants you to be happy. God is a loving God, but God does not want, just want us to be happy. Then if we say if that's false, the thing is, is our God anti-happiness? No, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. The Bible says, our thoughts are not our, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. In the relation, God's way of happiness is much different from our thinking, the our ways of happiness. So today, we are studying a new sermon series called, God Never Said That, right? For the next four weeks, we are going to tackle some common myths. Myth is something is not true or half true that makes it false. But oftentimes, uh, we as Christians, we say something as if God says so, and we believe in half truth. So today, we are going to deal with those kind of, uh, this next four weeks, we are going to talk about those four things and how we can really ground it in God's word to understand who God is, a little bit more, and what God said. So title of today's message for us is, I just want you to be happy. Sounds good? Well, let's see. So we are going to learn God's word on happiness. What did God say about happiness? What did he not say about happiness? So this series will equip his church, equip his bride, equip you and me, us, to stand in truth and spirit. So we don't believe in half truth. We want to believe the Bible. We want to believe who God is. Because false belief is dangerous because it keeps us from having a right relationship with God. It makes half-truth false. It makes Christians weak, unequipped, and powerless. So now, before we talk about God's word on happiness, let's see what the population, what the majority of people think about happiness. Now, people do many things 
many different things to pursue happiness. According to the survey, the 80% of young people, millennials in their 30s and 80s, 30s and 40s, they say, yeah, not 80s, 30s and 40s, young millennials, they say the most important, the life goal is to get rich. And 50% of them say, rich and, what comes next? Famous, uh, rich and famous. Another study shows that younger people in their 20s, they, they, they are not very happy. And many of them struggle with anxiety and depression. But on the other hand, the 70, according to 70 years of a long research from Harvard University, say older folks, older people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, they are the happier group despite of their physical and cognitive limitation. Cognitive limitation. So you are the happy folks here, right? <laughs> That's according to the researchers say. So what makes people happier? Close relationships. So last week, Pastor John preached about friendship. Have a friendship with Jesus Christ and friendship with one another. Small group, small the relationship, small relationship makes people happier. Now, back to the happiness topic over here. Now, when happiness, when people think about happiness, when they think happiness equals to better possessions, plus peaceful circumstances, plus thrilling experience in life, plus perfect relationships, plus perfect appearance, plus rich and famous, they are heading to the road of unhappiness. This is like a, there's a counterfeit happiness. Apostle John teaches us on this matter in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. He tells us, do not love the world or anything in this world. If anyone loves the world, Love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from this world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. The lust of the flesh is like a Physical desires, it's abusive, it's unhealthy desires, like a certain food, too much food, and alcohol, and drug, and compulsive shopping, and unhealthy sex, and gambling, all these things, desire, lust of the uh, physical desire. And also, sometimes there is a loss of the eyes. Sometimes by just looking at it, it's just like we're tempting Adam and Eve. Eve, look at the forbidden apple. It looked really good. It's appealing. It's like if she eats this, it's give her wisdom to know God, the better than God. Like God, she wants to be like God. So it's like sometimes temptation comes by, 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 through our eyes. All these things. And of a pride, arrogance. Like if we feel superior than other, someone else, we feel superior. It's a pride and arrogance. All these things are not from God. 
This is from, the, from this word. So the Bible tells us loving the things of the world doesn't give us happiness, but it makes us feel empty when it's over. All of these things will pass away like a wind. But we know things are not evil themselves. It's about chasing after them. It's about loving them. So it's talking about priority. So when we, the God's love, when we love the things of these, things in the world, the Bible tells us God's love is not in them. So we either love God, love the world, or love the world. We either follow the desires of our flesh or desire for the, for, the, for the kingdom of God to pursue happiness or to pursue God. Bible never said life is fair, like a 50-50. We can love 50% in this world and 50% God. The God asks us, to all in. We love the Lord with what? With all our heart, with all our minds, with all our souls, and all our strength. It's all in. That's a faith journey. Now, we can see the good example of this uh, first John, what the life of this prodigal son, we call it in Luke's, Luke's gospel. This young man, he left his father's home in order to pursue happiness. He wants freedom. He wants the things, whatever looks good to his eyes, whatever fulfills his desires, he's sick. He went for it. And at the end, we know, the Bible tells us, at the end, he felt miserable. He spent all he had. He wasted all the inheritance because he was looking for, searching for something to satisfy him, to make him happy. But and yet he did not find happy, he found misery. The moment of happiness in this world cannot compare to what God has stored for us. So what should we do? The Lex, Max Lucero tells us, lower your expectation of earth there's desires of this flesh, but not heaven. Nothing in this world will give you the joy of your heart craves. Now, God does not want his children to just pursue happiness, but he wants his children to pursue him. So do not fall into the trap of believing the lie and chase after things Happiness in life. So if we just pursue happiness, when things don't turn out in our favor, we may blame on God or blame on someone else because we are unhappy. Being happy in disobedience to God is a trap and it's a counterfeit, it's a dangerous. God does not want us to be just happy because when we cause this happiness to sin, when the happiness, when we pursue happiness, cause us the disobedience to God, He does not want us to be happy. So be careful not to justify your sin, our sin, in the name of happiness. 
Because true happiness comes in the Lord. In Christ, by the Holy Spirit, we can lower our expectation of this world, but have a higher expectation for the kingdom of God, for the glory of the Lord. Then we will have a supernatural joy and blessing in the Lord. That's what God desires. He desires to give what's best for his beloved sons and daughters. And he's teaching us, inviting us how we can do that. So let's read Psalm 97, 12 together. It's a very short one. It's like we are singing to the Lord. Verse, 7, verse 12, May all who are godly be happy in the Lord. Praise his holy name. Great. Let's read one more. Psalm 112, verse 1 together. Praise the Lord. Happy are those who feel the Lord. We God said, we will be happy in the Lord. We will be happy when, when we fear, when we worship, when we honor, when we love God. The happiness comes. So when we seek God first, the other one comes. So if we obey and do right, a light will show you and, and show, you, show us the way to fill us into the happiness in the Lord. So we know God does not want us to be just happy. He wants us to pursue God because he wants to bless us. He wants to bless his children. Blessing is far beyond, much better than being temporarily happiness. In Christ, if we are not apart from the Lord, we can find true joy. We can find Happiness, we can find in Christ, in the Lord, there is a blessing. Let's read Psalm chapter, I'm going to read Psalm chapter 73, 25 to 26. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire beside you. Wow. The psalmist said, even the great things in this earth, he say, I desire nothing in this world because, God, you are better. Your kingdom is greater. Your love is far above everything that seems good to us. He said, I desire nothing beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. When our physical body fails, when our strength becomes weak, but we still find strength in the Lord because we find God's peace and joy in the Lord. So what is your heart desired? Think about what is my heart desired these days? Everyone has different desires, right? We all have a different, we are in a different season. So what is your heart desired? Now, when we desire God above all things, God becomes our strength. And when we become so weak and weary, tired, he will give us the joy in the Lord. And I want to talk about Jen uh, Rathtaker. And he usually worships at 11 o'clock. He used to worship. So uh, a few, a little while ago, that I, he was in the hospital. He had just amputated his legs, got shorter. So I was visiting him in the hospital and thinking, oh, Lord, 
help me to uh, be blessing to him and then encourage him and, and bless him with God's word. As soon as I walk into his hospital, he said, Sully, I'm getting shorter every day. <laughs> and I said, Jan, you are still having a humor. He, he just amputated his leg above knees. And then he said, you know what? I am blessed in the Lord. And he blessed me. I went there to bless him, but he blessed me because he said, my hope is in God. God's grace is so amazing. I am just so thankful. He, in spite of his circumstances, he had multiple, at that time, he had multiple surgeries, you know, what he went through. And then he kept joking with me. He said, surely I am not shorter than you. <laughs> so it's like, yes. So it is like a, when we are in the Lord, we will be strengthened. When we are in the Lord, in the midst of our trial and difficulties, we can rejoice in the Lord. So we do not pursue happiness. We pursue God. So I want to talk about blessedness because God not wants us to be happy. He wants to bless us. So I want to talk about three layers of blessings. Every Sunday morning, every time we worship the Lord, we are blessing God. So we say, Lord, the choir, we bless the Lord. We say, God, bless the Lord, O my soul. So we bless the Lord regardless of circumstances. That's blessing. Throughout the psalm, King David also, he blessed the Lord despite his harshment trial. He blessed the Lord in the presence of his enemies. When he was afraid and he failed at the end, he blessed the Lord. About the blessing, you are blessed. According to Jesus, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was invoicing the blessing upon people. Bless, Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. If you are humble, you are blessed ones. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are you when people persecute you. And the next one, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad because you are blessed in the Lord. Now, you are blessed if you carry the gospel of peace to your neighbors, to your family, to the community. When you serve the Lord with the gospel of love and peace, you are blessed ones. And for all of us, we are blessed ones because we come here to worship one another. We worship the Lord and bless one another. I've kept it corrected. <laughs> yes. And also we bless. The blessing is we bless each other. We speak the word of a blessing and favor for one another. We bless each other by bestowing and speaking the word of life over people. Fathers and parents, we bless our children and grandchildren with God's word, with the words of life encouragement, blessings. Because God does not just want us to be happy. He wants to bless us so we can rejoice in the Lord. We cannot be rejoiced apart from the Lord when life gets tough. 
How can we, with our own flesh, rejoice in the Lord without God, right? We have, so we have to have God in us in order to rejoice in the Lord. The joy is internal. It's not based on external circumstances. It's the Christ in us. So once we accept Jesus into our heart, he lives in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. The Spirit of living God gives us the joy of the Lord. So we come, draw closer to the Lord. Now, everyone is in different situations. We all go through different uh, trial and tribulation. Everyone has a different season. So if you don't have a joy in, in life at this time, I pray today you will experience the joy of the Lord in spite of your circumstances. And today after the sermon service, and Pastor Mark and I, we will be praying for you. And we pray that God, you will receive God's joy and God's strength in the Lord. And joy is not, we cannot purchase joy. We cannot make it happen. We cannot manufacture joy either. It comes within. It's like a living water. The Holy Spirit who lives in us. The, Jesus Christ is the living water. When the Christ is in us, he's the one to give us the, the living water. I trust the Holy Spirit. This is, we pray for, for all of you today. And I trust the Holy Spirit will touch you today. Heal you. Heal your heart. If you have a heavy heart today, I'm just not happy with my life. It's not, it's not good, whatever you are going to do. And I pray that Jesus will touch you, heal your heavy heart, and give you not only peace and strengthen you and give you the joy of the Lord. Because we want you to be joyful and blessed in every circumstances. Solomon talks about blessing in all toils. Not only when everything is good and happy. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 14, 15, he tells us, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so the people will fear him, mean awe of him, mean worship him and love him. In the face of a limit, enjoy the good, both the play and work. My heart finds pleasure in all toils, all toils, to accept their lot and find enjoyment in their toil. That's the gift of God. Not when everything is perfect, we rejoice in the Lord in the midst of all toils. And that's the supernatural. It has to be given by God. We have to receive it from the Lord. So be, I pray that today you will experience God's joy in all toil and find pleasure in all circumstances. Play, work, retire, vacation, hardship, whatever you are going through, even in pain. For everything God does will endure forever. Hardship in Christ, we can able to endure forever because Christ is in you. Christ is in this place. The purpose of our life is to fear God. It's more than entertainment. The purpose of our life, we are just, we are existing here. We were born for God's purpose, to love the Lord, 
and fear God and seek Him because life is gift from God. And do not allow the enemy to steal the joy from you. Because of a hardship and challenges, it's easy for us to allow the enemy to steal joy out of us when life turns in a way sour. But and yet, do not allow the devil to steal. So we seek, we come together, worship and pray, and stay in the Lord. Pursue God in all you do. Pursue Jesus in the Lord, in, in, in the Holy Spirit. And having close, as you pursue, as we pursue God together, having a close relationship, like a friendship with Jesus and friendship with one another will strengthen us. So coming back to the uh, basic, so what is the truth? We talk about myth. So what is the truth about happiness? The truth is that we are not made for this planet Earth. God put us in this place with a higher purpose, for eternal purpose. Everything we do, when we do with the Lord, we will experience the God's joy and peace in the Lord as we are living. Therefore, stop, let us stop worship the, at the altar of happiness. Let us worship our awesome and good God. We don't worship entertainment. We don't worship happiness. We worship God because Jesus tells us, first, seek the kingdom of God. We sang today, first, seek the kingdom of God. And his righteousness means to seek Jesus first. His good news, when we seek his kingdom of God first, other things, we have a lot of other things we need. Probably we have a practical sons and daughters and grandchildren. We have a physical needs. We have all kind of needs. Because we are living in a broken world. It's not, everything is not perfect. But and yet, we can endure. The God promised we can endure. Everything that God has given it to us, when we walk with the Lord, we can endure, overcome. But first, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness for his kingdom and all other things given to us. Add it to us as well. So what is our priority? What, is, what are you searching for? What are you asking the Lord today? May we, all of us, together, may we seek God's kingdom. May we seek God more than we seek him last week. Because every day we are growing together. And we, are, we come together, every time we come together on Sunday morning, we are growing stronger together. So I pray today, we will, again, I said, we will minister to you. We're going to pray for you to experience God's joy and God's blessing today. And I pray, I pray the Holy Spirit will touch you supernaturally so you can experience the healing of your heart and healing of your soul by the Holy Spirit. 
So let it be, O Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.